0: Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.
1: He never gives up, he'll
0: stay till the fight. One G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe
1: everybody and welcome back to, this is episode 2 of the G.I. Joe podcast. Knowing is half the podcast. I'm Ray Stekanis. I'm Robert Chan.
2: I'm Gina Ippolito.
3: I do like that this is the first time you've said welcome back, that it has
1: been appropriate. What, because I said it in episode 1, you're yeah. gonna mess with me now? Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what, it was deserved then. Mm-hmm. It's like meeting old friends, Chan. Mm-hmm. welcome back to episode one right but you it's like you never left or we always were uh, we, we have always been <laughs> we've always been
2: he just wanted to get the welcome back cotter fans on board immediately
1: why didn't he sing it then
2: uh, welcome not, back chan if I, I sang it you know why i didn't you sing it already know i'm glad you're familiar with this because i have a reference in my notes about it <laughs> from this episode
3: i do not recall any references oh, don't to welcome worry back don't
2: worry i got you i got it
1: and in case you're worried about uh, which order you're listening <laughs> to, this is Episode 2 of the Pyramid of Darkness Saga, <laughs> a five-part G.I. Joe opening saga. Opus. Right,
3: <laughs> Opus, except it's not actually
1: uh, the opening
3: of
2: it's the saga. not the even The saga bit.
1: began before <laughs>
3: two years before. Previous.
2: before we started this. <laughs>
1: uh, the name of this episode is Rendezvous in the City of the Dead. It oh, sounded yeah.
2: intriguing.
1: Boy, I- I would watch that in a heartbeat. It
2: didn't deliver on that. I don't even on did that not, title at all. I don't
1: even think they go to the city of the
3: dead no. until next the third uh, episode. It did
2: not deliver. Well,
1: no, they.
3: You see, you see them uh, in like in the video. They're like, oh, and by the way, the Crimson Twins are going to the city of the dead. <laughs>
2: oh, so they so, reference it.
3: Yeah. End of episode. G I Joe. <laughs> like can we just jump in and talk about how like sometimes they hit the mark with their names of things and then sometimes yes. they don't like the some water robots, water robots yeah. yeah and then sometimes it's just Straight up over the top Like the City of the Dead Why don't you just call it Whatever it is Like say it's Machu Picchu Or like some sort of Temple thing Like you don't have to Call it City Dead the- You don't have to call it The Mountain of Glass It's a fucking mountain With ice on it
2: Maybe it's Maybe it doesn't have A real name
3: Maybe- Every place has a real <laughs> Maybe name Maybe they couldn't afford you know. The trademark of Machu Picchu <laughs> That's uh, true That's true um, <laughs> You can look at a Just pick any South American city name And call it but that But then
2: But then they would get All pissed off And be like Look People are Tourists are coming here They're expecting to see They're The streets from- <laughs> filled with Dead. <laughs> I would just. We don't have that. You got to remember,
1: this is for eight-year-old Ray. And really? if you were just to say like trip to Machu Picchu, I'd yeah. be like, who cares? When I you agree. say rendezvous in the city of the dead, yeah. I am watching.
2: I'm on team Ray with this one because one sounds educational, which kids do not. Oh, I don't want, want that, and the other sounds terrifying.
1: Devil's Playground, the Sea of Lost Souls, we will get to later on in the uh, season. There
3: were not nearly enough lost souls in that sea for my taste. I mean, I
2: I think that's the real problem, is that they just need to up the the dead in the city and the souls in the sea. Okay,
3: okay, well, we'll, when we get to it, we can talk about how they need to up the devils in this fucking playground, (laughs) because that was some bullshit. (laughs) Carry on. We'll get to that. I thought you
1: said you were going to be nicer to this
3: episode, Chan. What? No. <laughs> I said I found less shit offensively, <laughs> objectionably.
2: I, I found this episode st- a little a little on the boring side. I mean, it yes. started off strong. It's with up with, yeah. uh, with Shipwreck, Snake Eyes, the parrot, Polly. Mm,
1: Polly, Polly. He has right. a name. His right. name. Well, when, when last and we left them.
2: Wolfenstein 3D. What's, Wolfenstein what's his name? <laughs> Snake Eyes? No, the wolf. what's Timber. His timber. About to be killed. Yeah. yeah.
1: So we have we have the the, the the bars stretched out to keep them in one place, mm-hmm. as well as the spiky walls pushing in on them and the buzz saws coming in through the concrete yeah. floor. Mm-hmm. So Tearing it's up overkill, the
2: but it's going to work. Because he sure. said the
1: password wrong. And right. Shipwreck, even to start the episode, still going back to what I love about being an American. He just keeps shouting it louder <laughs> and louder mm-hmm. with different... Uh, Intonation and hoping it just works,
2: and then Polly saves the day, which is like the first of many in this episode that sure. Polly saves everyone's life. If,
1: Polly's is a big hero. If I could have pulled the Polly card for know your Joe at the end of the episode, had there been one, I absolutely he was the MVP are you sure of this there isn't episode. One?
2: I, I'm sad that there's not one.
1: <laughs> he doesn't uh, have a rank in a file.
2: He's and so serial far, number. he and the wolf are my favorite characters.
1: <laughs> Mission accomplished.
3: Uh, I think we're skipping over the important part, which is that there is a voice print. For a parent in Cobra, that means that there is a Cobra employee who is a parent (laughs) and who who needs security clearance and who has been granted said clearance.
2: Wait, I assumed that Polly could mimic voices. Polly
3: said it in Polly's voice. Yeah, he didn't exactly like do an impression right there. Yeah, it's not like
1: Cobra Commander, the great snake (laughs) rules forever. Holy shit,
3: is Snarf one of the? uh, Oh, maybe no, Snarf the, works for Cobra. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Maybe the Thundercats it. crossed over Or it's just point. like
2: an old man with throat cancer.
3: <laughs> is that what old men with throat cancer sound they like? They sound like parents. Okay. <laughs> I mean, does enough. this mean I have throat cancer? <laughs> Possibly.
1: Oh, no.
2: Well, th- th- this leads
1: us to uh, Polly says the words, and all of a sudden, boom, we're good. The buzz saws go back into the floor, uh-huh. the pull thing retreats, and then they open up into this big area where they're building the cubes, and what I loved about it is this really stressful thing just happened here in the uh-huh. hallway. Uh-huh. Nobody seems to care inside the factory at all. This must happen all the time the time.
2: Also the robot let all of them in with just one correct voice print. So Mm. that security seems flawed to me. Uh, I it's mean, a bad plan. Yeah. I,
3: I guess the uh, well, Cobra gonna... parrot is really high up in the chain of command. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he, has guest he, passes. he doesn't want guest to question passes to the cobra He doesn't site. want to question it. Well, him.
2: otherwise,
1: how are you going to get Snake Eyes in there?
2: I, I really like the fact that, um, speaking of naming things properly, that they call the underlings Snakelings. <laughs> I love it. Like, <laughs> who else would they be, <laughs> like right? Any, anyone who's not a higher up, they call Snakelings.
3: Just the worker bees.
2: Yeah. They're the red shirts of the G.I. Joe world.
3: <laughs> I I. How do you get those people to work under those oh, conditions? Easy. Craigslist.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I know a lot of people on Facebook that are looking for jobs right now that would take anything. I would Ooh. go work <laughs> at
1: the underground city for Cobra if they paid enough and gave me dental. I'm just saying right Here's now. Here's the thing though. They pay
3: in
2: silver tooths or something? Nope.
3: Oh, I Gold have Gold right Fang shillings. Gold oh, fang shillings. Yeah. Gold Gold. Fang. Is that like Bitcoin? Is that a thing that you have to translate into real dollars? I
2: was thinking that they they probably have to take them to Coinstar Uh and dump them into the machine. Because I feel like a bank would not take that as currency.
3: You think? I mean, there are apparently a bunch of people that
1: it works for. Well, it's like Disney dollars. Oh. You get to spend it at the Cobra store.
2: Yeah, that's true. It probably only works at the Cobra store. Yeah. It probably only works at the Cobra store.
1: I mean, let's face it. If you're working in the underground city building the Pyramid of Darkness cubes, you're probably not getting out very much. It's like I working bet, at Foxconn in China.
2: I bet the I bet the working conditions are bad, but they have like one thing that everyone's like, well, at least we've got this. Like, there's probably like a really good lunch spread or something. <laughs> oh, okay. Like they're Just like, cater. ah, well, you know, like we're working for an evil mastermind, and it's no, it's not like it was working at Starbucks. But hey, the lunch buffet is delicious. <laughs> like Fantastic.
1: they have they cater Chipotle
3: every yeah, day. Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, and
1: I, I appreciate going forward about the the guy basically channels his inner Gina uh, for he's a Cobra <laughs> guy, and he walks up to them and asks the question that you keep asking. Yes. Uh, Guys, why are you walking around with a timber wolf and a parrot? (laughs) Finally!
2: That's my third note on this card. It says, finally, (laughs) someone notices.
3: That's weird, right? There is (laughs) a
2: parrot and a wolf.
3: Uh, nobody notices the mute ninja dude just wandering around. Well, somehow with that's a huge normal. <laughs>
2: I feel like I feel like that's like borderline offensive. Like he couldn't be like, "Hey, why are you wearing that purple thing on your face?" Like, oh, that it, makes total. sense. It could sense. be for religious reasons, or or it could be like face masks that certain tourists use to get rid to like avoid germs. No, I, no one would be like, "Hey, jerk, what's up with your." medical surgeon's mask there cuz like they don't want to be they don't want to be insensitive or racist. What, are you
1: afraid of getting sick? Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it
3: covers his entire head so it might be it might be a religious thing or Could it be. might be like yeah he He was horribly dude, burned scarred. in a fire. Yeah, and you don't yeah. want to you don't want to come into do like hey, what's uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I want
2: to see him on a date though. Like I want to Don't know. we all I would love to
1: <laughs> I just believe that Cobra Is just accepting of all people And they're not racist <laughs> Or you know Islamophobic Or anything Like they're just like Anybody. Co- Come they as you just, are We're Cobra just... We embrace you
2: But by the way Like I don't I don't This was the first episode That it really bothered me That his name is Snake Eyes Because I feel like If, if you're gonna name a character Snake Eyes Which team would you put him on
3: Well that's the point Is that like To, to uh, um, You fight fire with fire To catch a thief It takes a thief So put a guy Who's uh, a snake who's like guy he's a parcel team. tongue he is harry potter because he has a All part right. of the cobra in him i'm a part of voldemort in him he can sense he can but sense cobras i feel can, like that's uh, the one
2: dude that's never trusted at the company parties though or like that they're trying to convince him to change his what, name like why don't ninja? you yeah like why don't you change your name to steve man like,
1: i'm actually honestly upset that i've been watching this show since 1985 and this is the first time i've actually thought about that particular aspect <laughs> yeah. that his name is snake eyes but he works for gi joe
3: yeah well, why yeah, is
1: it taking me so long
2: that's what
3: never
1: weird to me. Because there's not a
3: boy alive who doesn't watch a show and think, holy fuck, that is the most awesome character in the history of everything. But also, any fucking American ninja.
2: Anytime anything goes wrong, I would be like, am I the only one that thinks it's the guy named Snake Eyes? I mean, our enemy is named Cobra.
3: (laughs) To be fair, these people are all super dumb. (laughs) And when things go wrong, it's rarely a matter of like, oh, we've had a mole for years. It's more more along the lines of, oh, that dude magically changed his face (laughs) into somebody else's face. They let
1: Zartan on the space shuttle. Yeah. (laughs) Just walked right in the front Door as unnamed general,
3: and 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 they they just let him on the flight. They took over the station with fatal fluffies. Uh huh. They didn't do it through like covert actions, and you know, they didn't use
1: spycraft in any way. They brought aboard like little. Gremlins.
2: That's true. That's well, true.
1: So the guy comes over and says, "What's the deal with the parrot and the timber wolf?" And they come up with the greatest response ever. Hey, these are just Destros. And the guy doesn't ask a question: Why would Destro have you watching his pets in the factory where you're working? I would
2: buy it more if it was like the twins' pets, because to Makes me, sense. those guys seem like this. I was about to say Siskel and Ebert, but that's not <laughs> that's not the right that's not the right deal. Uh,
3: you were saying Bert and Ernie? <laughs>
2: no, no, uh, the tiger guys. Siegfried and Roy. Siegfried and Roy. (laughs) Siegfried and Roy. Roy. Yeah, they seem like they would because they always have those flashy costumes that look like they're about to jet off to Vegas. Okay. And do a show. It's Fact. So I'd be it. like, "Oh, these are their animal."
3: I mean, animals for their. Let's show. not forget the Destro walks around wearing a full
1: metal face mask.
3: That's oh, uh, that's,
2: that's not just his that's eccentric. face. That's eccentric. Is that that's a eccentric.
1: face mask? It's a mask. It's it's it represents his family. Uh, he comes oh. from like a long line of royalty uh, in like Eastern Europe or something like that. And so the mask is worn like like a battle mask, kind of a deal.
2: Do we ever since I'm the one that's not familiar with GI Joe? Do we ever see his real face? No.
1: Have you seen the
3: movie?
2: Kind of, yes, with but I, I, with,
3: I'm sorry with nine in it. Uh, nine who becomes Destro.
2: Oh, that was the first one, right? Yeah, I saw it, but I immediately gave myself a brain wipe after.
1: Fair enough. It. I think Fair you enough. did it correctly. Yeah, <laughs> um, but apparently that's good enough though. Like, yeah, i they're Destro's pets. Well, you better watch after him then. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then he gets like super solicitous of their health, which yeah. is weird.
2: Right, right. But he does. He pets Polly, which I'm I'm glad about because I feel like Polly <laughs> is. Is verbally abused a lot in this episode.
3: <laughs> Polly Gibbs as good as he gets. Yeah,
2: he and Shipwreck have like a, a weird, like perfect strangers esque relationship. <laughs> is what a minute, I who's noticed. Who's
1: the balky in this relationship?
3: I feel.
2: I feel like uh, Polly is definitely the balky. Okay,
1: I would say uh. I would actually say Shipwreck is the balky oh, really? right there. I think Polly understands more about what's going on in this world than Shipwreck ever will. <laughs> yeah, Polly <laughs> saves the day far more often than Shipwreck. <laughs> um, which takes us away from the factory for just a moment and puts us on the most sexist <laughs> <laughs> yeah. aircraft oh, carrier. Wait, hold ever. on. Wait oh, yes. I did want to mention that
3: shipwrecks, part of shipwrecks rationale was that Hitler had a canary <laughs> and... Attila the Hun had a had a goldfish, and I went and looked that up because I was like, "What? That doesn't." And it turns out, um, actually, I'm not too sure if Attila actually had a goldfish. There were some references to some dead links I couldn't track it down. And mm-hmm. I'm not about to spend more than three minutes researching any <laughs> single fact in <on> this thing. <laughs> Hitler's canary, he didn't have a canary. That's what they called Denmark because Denmark like rolled over and oh, would do whatever Germany said. That's what. That's Brit- actually Britain a very said.
2: intelligent reference. That's a
3: great reference. That's not how they took it though. No. They took it as, oh, yeah, Hitler had a little bird that he kept with him, and that's basically what Destro
2: No, has. I think you're not giving it enough credit. I think that he, he is smart enough, that Shipwreck is smart enough to say, like, Hitler had a canary, and that guy somewhere in the recesses of his brain was like, I have heard Hitler and canary at some point, <sighs> but he hasn't done the research. <laughs> and he he didn't just...
1: have the internet like we do. Right. I'm just upset that that line came from Shipwreck now. <laughs> Because he's dumb.
2: No, I think he he's I think he legitimately... Dumb. I think he, or, or else Shipwreck misread it, but I think the <laughs> writers I believe. of the show... <laughs> I think the writers of the show knew what they were doing.
1: Fair enough. That's fair. Yeah, not, I dig that. Well, so can we get to the sexism, please? Yeah. Uh, the I, open and blatant sexism on the G.I. Yeah. Joe episode two? My <laughs> only note that
2: I wrote was, this Navy captain hates women.
1: <laughs> well, going back to the old uh, p- pirate mythology was that if you had more than one woman on your ship, it was considered bad luck. Mm-hmm. You have like... Like the house mom, and then that's it. So if you bring a second woman on board, then all of a sudden you're doomed to the high seas. Right. He's as old school Navy as they get, so he just brought sexism with him. Hold on, he's not old school Navy. He Mm. is quote old
3: Old (laughs) naval, which means that he probably (laughs) has performance fleece on underneath his uniform. Was
2: this? Poor old Navy was a thing because if if it is, I think they stole it from this G.I. Joe episode.
1: You know, you know what our our comfortable clothing, uh, inexpensive line needs: sexism. <laughs> <laughs> let's call it old navy
2: <laughs> i think they heard this show and someone made a clothing line after it I, yeah.
1: I will say this though there
3: is actually a legitimately and it's getting to the point now where i feel like there might be one legitimately funny line every episode <laughs> and i'm going to wait for it uh just to redeem get something out of these fucking <laughs> episodes
2: been a sea so long wheels ask me for directions
3: I've been at sea so long, whales ask me for directions. <laughs> Fantastic. You, thought, you
2: thought that was the funny line? <laughs> I
3: enjoyed
1: that line. Now that I know Hitler's canary, I just have to go back to that one. But I like that <laughs> line a lot. But Flint came to the defense of his woman, Lady J. They have a strange relationship. But when she was being like, why don't you stay behind?
2: Wait, I don't think he came to her defense. He seemed willing to... At first. He seemed pretty – he was like, well, we do need to leave someone we behind. We do need to leave someone behind on that's this trip." That's not her defense at all. That's him being like, I'll give in to this old sexist man. And she's
3: like, go fuck yourself. I'm getting on the plane. Yeah,
2: she says, I'm sure you'll pick the right man for the job. But that's the fact right. that he even entertained it for a second – I guess that's true, huh? Well, I'm trying, no.
3: I'm trying because, to hope for Flint here. No, no, because then immediately after that, he says, she's not just a, a lady.
1: She's, she's my, my teammate. teammate boom
2: he should have said that immediately <laughs> that, to me up. that was backpedaling that was that was the old man saying like women am i right and him being like hey, 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 yeah <laughs> uh oh she just looked at me funny i mean shut up you jerk like he didn't really mean it it was just once he realized he was in trouble
1: sure, he sure. backpedaled as we know he couldn't he couldn't forget her if he tried <laughs> and he's been trying <laughs> He's, they, yeah,
3: you say that they have, a, like, a weird they have relationship. A sh- I
1: wrote down, they, they just have some sort of weird, like, trolly relationship 'cause relationship.
2: They never bang?
1: Oh, no, they bang all the time. Oh. I'm convinced they bang all the time, but it's just that... During the thing, he's just like, he's like, uh, negging her like the entire time it's going on. And she's like, Oh, you later on, you bum. <laughs> she falls in pink mud.
3: That's yeah, thing. I, yes. I thought it was
2: lava at first, and I didn't know what we was going We
3: on. will get to that.
2: Uh, you're uh, the one who brought it off, Jess.
3: Pink is her color, and she uh, she says, "Don't you don't laugh, you bum, you bum, <laughs> you bum." I mean, clearly there's sexual tension there. This is the Mulder and Scully of 1984, <laughs> and it was it it shows that it was 10 years too early. They're still very awkward about it. And, it still you know. works though. The
1: dynamic works. They're tender with each
3: other, but unwil- <laughs> th- But you can't because it's a military but outfit. But they're tough. So you gotta,
1: they're tough. Tender at the
3: same yet time. tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what that was. It was tough and then tender yeah. a- in equal parts. So You should
2: just do what all other military men do when they have a crush on another military female and rape, rape her. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm pretty
3: sure that's the later seasons where we start covering. Oh, all right, good. Well, good. Welcome back to the Dark Shit with here. Gina. <laughs> Here's your host, Gina.
2: Chan <laughs> knew exactly where I was going.
3: I'm sorry to step on you. I just want. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So
1: let's go ahead and go back up to the space station Delta because sure. I don't want to dwell on that anymore. <laughs> because now we're in zero G, Chan. Aren't you happy? You were so unhappy that they weren't in zero G in episode one, and now they're just suddenly in zero G.
3: I don't know that zero G is quite the term because they seem to be like hovering near the ground. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> then also
1: there are four wheelers just driving around. Oh, come on. Like, which, that didn't look fun as hell. It, It'd be a dreadnought <laughs> flying on the, driving on the ceiling. Come I mean, on. I guess, like,
3: the gravity gives out at the ground and then sort of levels off. So in the middle, you sort of have... Some, it's shit does not compute. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs>
2: Don't think too hard about it. That's what I opted I for. I did
3: write four-wheelers in space. That was important to me. And, yeah, I guess... We,
1: but we, they needed to turn on the zero-G because the Joes were now being conscripted to move very heavy merchandise right. around the ship. Right. So it actually made a plot point. Sure. I was at least happy that it had a reason to be in Zero G.
2: Uh-huh. For right. the record, I would watch a movie called Four Wheelers in Space. <laughs>
1: I feel like that must already exist. It,
2: it, if it doesn't. If it
1: doesn't, it should.
2: Let's get on it, guys. We have resources.
1: <laughs> this, this leads me to my, one of my favorite lines of the entire episode, and it was the Dreadnoughts. Uh, as Mutt and Dusty are talking back and forth, trying to come up with a plan, he drives by and just says, keep working, no shirking. <laughs> What is he roadblock? Is uh, everybody he wants got to rhyme. rhyme. Everybody got. Everybody rhyme. wants to be roadblock. <laughs> and so, of course, Dusty responds with, "Oh, I better sing a song about it." Uh, <laughs> hold which, on. I, which I oh, love. Oh, I hold bet on. you have that queued up right do. Why does this? <laughs> why?
3: why is there music at oh my god i just realized Uh-oh. it just occurred to me the reason why there are these shitty little songs in these shows is because you get paid every time your song is played so all you have to do is come up with like a fucking 15 second song you get the royalties for the show that you wrote and you also get royalties for the song that plays inside it
2: is this every episode has a song so far
3: um did,
2: did the first episode have a song
1: did it maybe not it maybe did maybe didn't i know we, we have well that we We've got the satin songs coming up, right? And right. then we have uh, the frozen fudgy song, right. Coming up later in this in this in this set. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know if
3: it's I every can't episode.
2: Remember. I can't remember the first one. That I hope that they all have them.
3: The, they are the worst things imaginable. That's why it says to me that somebody realized they could get uh, paid twice on the episode like by doing mm-hmm. it because this is not Can
1: this is not it, a Jim? real song. Waiting you slave for a cobra, sure is neat to do your work to a boogie woogie beat. Just let your feet tap and move while the prisoners groove with a Bodio-Dodio reet.
3: With a Bodio-Dodio reet? Yes. What's the a reet? Fuck? <laughs> the fuck?
1: Did you look that up, Chan? No. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> he already
2: had a lot in three minutes to go to this episode. <laughs> to be
1: fair, I mean, he doesn't do a very good job of, like, sticking with his own rhythm.
3: <laughs> No, well, it's a boogie-woogie beat. You don't you don't know, uh, <laughs> say strict to boogie-woogie beats. You just let it go where it takes you.
1: That's not metric 4-4. It's boogie-woogie beat. <laughs> and also... Just put it right at the
3: start. You know how when you uh, bring spiders up in a zero-G, their webs get all fucked up? Oh, you know, that's like, right. When you try and do rock and I roll. I thought that
2: was when you give them LSD. Also that. Oh. Also that. <laughs> so maybe he's also on LSD. I,
1: I I assuredly believe that Dusty's constantly on peyote, LSD, I,
2: I anything I still can get his hands think... on.
1: They all believe that there are 15-foot uh, cyber minotaurs
3: on their ship. So I think it's a safe bet. That what if they are too. just all on like peyote and there I are no fatal fluffies? S- I
2: still think that the that the writers are stoned 100% of the time when they're <laughs> sure. writing
1: this. Sure. Well, this leads us to, to the, the, gravity, the lever. gravity lever. We're talking about the gravity lever. It's a giant gravity lever, folks. In the middle of the cargo bay. In the, the middle of the cargo bay. That's where you put it.
2: Look, have you guys ever been <laughs> on a space shuttle? I'm going to say, honestly, no, I have not. <laughs> then how do you know? That's not how it's laid out.
1: You know what? I mean, legit. To be perfectly honest, that
3: is essentially what you have on the Death Star, right? Mm-hmm. Oh no, okay. like the Death Star has their lever that turns off, like all the turns off the traction beams so they can get out and all that. Yeah, stuff. Ben Kenobi found it. Like everything, every every space station should have a huge lever that that is their weak spot.
2: They should at least like try and cover it in plastic or something, like a little, <laughs> so you have to pop the plastic cover off. Sure, first. or have
3: like a key, maybe a key, because <laughs> well, we don't want everybody just flipping gravity on on and off willy-nilly. What
2: I thought was weird
1: is when he actually turns off the gravity lever, turns gravity back on again, it switches to like 999,
2: 888, 77. Yeah. What does that even reference? I don't, I don't, I was, well, I that, was thinking it was the level of gravity they. he was yeah. going to. Do you for? measure gravity like that? No. One, one
1: one one, two two two,
3: all the way up to G. At least they got that right. Like they got G. A G, right, G. Right. right, For
1: grounded. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, also, every time. Garage they, they,
2: what every, is
3: it? <laughs> Every time they kept turning it on, the same three uh, uh, people and the same box keep uh, hitting the ground for some reason. Those are the only things that go up up in the air.
2: I was really bummed that uh, they didn't at any point figure out how to turn the Fatal Fluffies back to their youthful form. No, no, Give no, it time, Gina. So later. Calm down. But I want it now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Violet Beauregard. <laughs> Slow your roll. So Dusty decides to jump down the chute. He times it absolutely perfectly and ends up in a room where Cobra Commander and Zartan are talking about their big plan, and they have Duke just in the room. Yeah, that I didn't get. Hanging just out watching on the plan. him. And Hold apparently him. they haven't noticed that gravity's been turning on and off this entire <laughs> no. time. Which threw me for a little bit of a loop, because <laughs> as we established, uh, he has to jump down a giant hole... and. Yeah then turn gravity back off again so he doesn't get crushed at the bottom uh-huh. mm-hmm. so it's on the same level as where Zartan is so in theory he's been talking to Cobra Commander this whole time and floating but maybe
2: and that down. room because they're in a separate room maybe that room has its own gravity
1: like permagraph
2: oh there's yeah. another
3: gravity lever in that room yeah you could just turn that it's off and run away. it's a smaller lever it's a, sm- it's a
1: teeny tiny lever <laughs> And I just thought it was weird that Zartan, you know, just, oh, maybe there's gravity going on. I, but you know what? If they have a separate gravity lever, makes sense now. Yeah. It holds up, everybody. <laughs> and Zartan's done with Dusty's uh, bullshit. Dusty <laughs> comes in the room. I need gravity. Zartan's oh, like, shut I, the fuck up. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore.
3: I, just-
2: I like that his, his specialty is acting like a crazy person so no one takes him seriously. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, right? A,
1: he's got a skill, man. Yeah, yeah,
3: it's on
2: we the battle
1: card. We need a Joe who dresses in desert gear <laughs> and knows how to be fucking crazy.
2: To be fair,
3: Dusty. Like if I were to th- like if I had to pick out the crazy person on that space station, first off would be the dudes in the uh, the vest no shirt. Uh-huh. Second would uh-huh. be dude
1: dressed up for desert camouflage. Yeah. Like, Why that's, do you think true. that you're in the desert right. again? The aliens will never see him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> convinced. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which then takes us to so uh, the you know stuff happens there. Uh, this is maybe my favorite moment of the entire episode, and that's uh, Destro is, is is near the pink lava, uh-huh. and he's dropping the cube down when a big block of pink lava splits him in the face uh-huh. and yes. he just immediately reaches over and says give me my sander uh-huh.
2: yeah. which a guy just has
1: there just in case
2: which like i i this is where i thought like oh it's it's hot lava why is that not blinding him
3: devil's playground devil's it's playground. a volcanic area right so
1: you would think that the red stuff would be lava
3: no, i all mean
2: logically
1: thing. can i can i cue you guys in on what that stuff yes,
2: is yes please
1: you know how they make chicken nuggets?
2: Oh. It's God. the pink slime well, for
1: the chicken nuggets. That's where that's, they harvest it
2: from. That's actually much worse getting that on your face <laughs> than lava.
1: Better than getting it inside you. And
3: you Ugh. would you would use a sander a belt sander to get, to that, get that, off that off. Belt over. sander.
1: I just yeah. like the fact that Destro has his own personal, like, belt sander guy that just hangs out with him. I
2: like to, now that I know that it's a mask and not his real face, I like to imagine that he's got a whole array of mask care items. Oh, like, sure. he has a buffer, he's got yeah. some some nice oil to mm. to rub it down. It's wait, like his wait,
1: equivalent you, of, like, the barbershop hairdresser
2: do that you, exactly. with
1: him. You don't oil metal, do you? Oh, gunmetal. I guess.
3: Yeah,
2: you print? can you can oil it. I bet okay.
3: Destro oils his mask. Why not? I mean, yeah. like, I, yeah, I, I feels s- good to me. I seasoned my uh, cast iron pan, cutting board. But, uh, I
2: feel like you can wipe some olive oil on that mask right, you and give a it a nice sheen. What you, that no, no. Even, when you use a wooden cutting board, you right. season it with wood oil.
3: Sure, sure. But the, that's not a wood mask. That's No, that's,
2: I know. But I mean, I feel like you can you can put olive oil on anything and make it look nice.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. I would think it would be pretty hot there, though, because it's volcanic. So you might not want to put oil on there because you're going <laughs> to cook in your face. I mean, that's he point. he had a that's, big blotch of it. On his head.
3: Also, it's and clearly it didn't not hurt at lava. all. Lava. It's
2: clearly not lava. Uh, yeah, like, they, as we find out later.
3: Yeah, when Lady Jane Flint just land in it, they land in it, and then
2: I actually feel like, it, like, because then I thought, like, is this some sort of gross, like, placental fl- fluid <laughs> that's coming out? Because, like, haven't oh, you, why would you no. I think
3: placenta? Because
2: haven't you ever seen there's no. some movie oh, where dear. it's pink, where it's like it's where it, placenta is pink? It, no, no, it's like it's like like womb juice is pink. Womb oh, juice. Oh, maybe it's uh maybe. It's,
3: Home um, movies,
2: like Frankenstein, <laughs> or something. When he's when he's like trying to make Frankenstein, he's got a whole tub of. You mean, I want to think re- of the implications
1: of them falling in womb juice. What are you? Are, wait a minute. Are you thinking of the Matrix?
2: Uh, is that that juice isn't pink, is it?
3: I feel like it is. Oh,
2: maybe it's the Matrix.
3: Like when he Don't opens
2: like pod me.
3: <laughs> and Keanu Reeves comes out, he's like, Whoa! Yeah,
2: I thought that was like KY jelly colored.
3: What color is KY clear, jelly? Clear. Clear.
2: It's what, like clear.
3: Yeah, but it...
1: oh boy, you know what? this is well we've lost the show everybody
2: <laughs> uh, i'm sa- telling you google pink womb juice or pink placental fluid I will
1: not be googling pink uh, womb juice uh,
3: <laughs> and no, figure
2: what? out what movie it's from not nope.
1: even if i had some of my three
3: put minutes in, left put it in I'm the
2: comments put it in the comments people listening because oh, we need to know
1: oh my
3: gracious. oh like
2: that guess is any better than anything you guys have come up with i'm
3: pretty sure that it's not after birth that is covering <laughs> this entire volcanic it's
1: devil's it's it's lake round. of womb juice what is happening it's earth
2: after birth
1: oh, is it's that after earth with will smith uh,
3: after birth but the earth part of it is spelled e-a-r-t <laughs> mm.
1: this is we should move on so let's we just go ahead and move, move on. on shipwreck <laughs> I'm just gonna move past that scene because I don't want to <laughs> think about the womb juice anymore uh, Shipwreck has found a laser disc everybody and it's mm-hmm. got all the plans for all the cubes on it. Uh-huh. Yep. And I think the most embarrassing thing happens to a Cobra soldier in this in that the two guys come in with their guns and say stop right there. Mm-hmm. We're on to your game. Uh-huh. And then Polly kicks the shit out of it. Wait yeah. is
2: this before or after Polly says up his nose with a fire hose? it be
1: after that. Yeah. Because he almost blows their cover.
2: Because yeah. And that's the that's the welcome back Connor reference that I was referencing <laughs> because John Travolta always says up his nose with a rubber hose. So I think Polly has been watching some old seventies TV shows at this point, which at the time wasn't that old, right, right? Yeah,
3: it was probably still on the air.
1: Actually, though.
3: oh, surely in i I'm going to look for
2: future episode uh, evidence that Polly is a big welcome back Cotter
1: fan. <laughs> fan theory, or maybe maybe just a.
3: Travolta fan? Like May, a, oh
2: yeah, uh, like he likes all Travolta. Like, maybe, maybe he's like a, a Scientologist. No, or, like
1: maybe maybe he's just a Gabe Kaplan fan.
2: Oh yeah, that's possible. Out. Who isn't a Gabe Kaplan fan?
1: <laughs> Nobody Stark that I care. Pair, no. Um, and so there's a big fight that happens. Polly kicks a shit out of this dude, which just blew my mind. Like, how are you gonna be a Cobra soldier yeah. with a gun and you get beat by a parrot?
2: Also, the wolf bit one of the soldiers on the inner thigh. Oh, which is like what wow. the worst place. Wow. I'm well, he just knows
3: about it. He's battle trained. He knows. Yeah,
2: he goes. goes Right for the inner, it, it was like two inches below his balls, and he was like, "Ow, ow, ow!" Yeah, and then he
1: gets punched out by Snake Eyes. <laughs> yeah, and then shipwreck with one of his uh, patented great one-liners. Uh, they need to get out of there, so he just goes. Speaking of going, we're gone. <laughs> this may the most literal quote.
2: <laughs> this is another time in the writers' room where they had just put out a spread of food, and some guy was like, "No, no, no, guys, wait, wait, what's uh, finish this sentence for me?" Speaking of going. I don't know, man. Just say we're gone. All right, <laughs> fuck it. Put it down. Stone, stone guys waiting for lunch. That's that's <laughs> my impression of those writers. Okay, right? I need
1: some bagel and
3: lox. Let's
2: go.
1: <laughs> the wit and wisdom of shipwreck.
2: Why uh, does yeah. uh, my question is why? It, why is why a, a they, hand car? It, no, that's I'll get to that later. <laughs> why do they always need to scream Cobra? Like he'll be like they'll be having a normal conversation like. <laughs> All right, so first we're going to go to the store because I need some butter, and then we're going to go to Cobra headquarters.
3: <laughs> Let me answer it by simply saying this: "Hail Hydra." <laughs> kind of gets your boat going, does it? You're like, "Fuck yeah, hail Hydra!" Yeah, okay, well, I'm... "Fuck yeah, hail Hydra!" <laughs> hail, motherfucking Hydra! Oh, let's do this! Yeah, the same thing like Cobra. I was like, motivation, Cobra,
2: motherfucking Cobra. Mother just, I just don't think it fits in everyday situations.
1: It's about a morale booster, right?
3: These there,
2: people
1: like, are underground. Yeah, that's true. They work in an underground place building cubes. You
2: give them, you give them what motivation you can. Is what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, you get Cobra Commander sense. coming over the loudspeaker, being like, "You guys
1: have done a great job. I need more production."
2: Cobra. That and their daily Chipotle. You gotta yep. get the Caterings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, are what keeps them in that job. <laughs> I
1: mean, now that I'm
3: thinking about it, I'm really starting to get into the idea of building cubes underground for Cobra. <laughs> and
1: I believe at the Cobra Commissary, they do not charge extra for guac. No.
3: Uh, yeah. No way.
2: yeah. no way. Especially, this was the 80s anyway. They didn't charge extra for stuff until I mean, recently. to be
1: fair, I don't
3: think guacamole had <laughs> quite become the uh, cultural institution it is now. So it would have been a
1: rarity. Until the folks of the Cobra Commissary brought it out to the rest of the world.
2: Also, look, they've got jetpacks. If they have jetpacks, they can have guacamole. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like, they're
3: so far advanced technically, technologically, culinarily. Right, exactly. They had sriracha like fucking (laughs) decades before the rest of us. Yeah. Oh, rooster sauce. Uh Yes, rooster sauce I will not call it the other thing What, you're not going to call it cock sauce? I will
1: not call it cock sauce I don't
3: understand I never called it cock sauce You seem like exactly the sort of person That would have called it cock
1: sauce And giggled every time And I never had heard that term before You told me earlier today <laughs> Off topic Anyway, going uh, back to the I space station uh-huh. I have a, just an honest question right here This is the scene where uh, Mutt and Dusty Like jump the cables Because he's a yes. refrigerator Yes, repairman. I
2: had that I too I don't have
1: a question I just ignore the entire fucking scene <laughs> It made
3: no sense... None of it. There's, like, twice as many fluffies as there are Joes, and yet somehow these two Joes gets to get to hang out in the hallway fucking with electronics, and nobody notices. Look, when someone
2: comes to your time. apartment to repair something, he's he, so Dusty used to repair refrigerators. That's right. You ignore that human being until they leave.
3: Yeah, and, but if you're a slave driver, and your slaves are in the field, and two of them go off to go do something at the at the farmhouse, you don't just <laughs> let them go and ignore I them. That, I
2: think that that is... That That is the world we live in. Blue-collar workers get no respect. Thank you. And everyone just likes to pretend they don't exist.
3: They literally have whips. There is no reason they should have let them go off and fuck around with the electronics.
1: And and where did he get that, like, jumper box thing from? Like, he just sort of just conjures it out of thin air and says, by the way, this is the perfect thing for this set of blue and red wires. You're
2: asking too many questions. Let's stop for a moment and, (laughs) and imagine what it was like to recruit Dusty because I would imagine <laughs> I would imagine that what happened is the fridge in the G.I. Joe commissary was on the fritz and then this guy comes and they're like hey don't tell anyone about this because it's a super secret operation he was like oh that sounds cool you know this job doesn't pay that well and they're like well you are in good physical shape alright do why you know, don't you I, join do you know how to up?
1: act crazy hold on because we need that in a, in a joke <laughs> I'm gonna say that
3: there aren't many jobs that pay better than a refrigerator technician. So I
1: find your premise flawed from the get go. Okay. I just believe that's he like was a... there. To, I believe he was there to repair a refrigerator. A Cobra guy showed up. He punched him in the face, and they said, "You're in." Yeah, that makes sense. Uh,
3: okay.
2: I mean, I, I'll, to me, I'm that's on G.I. That. One Hundred One. I'm on board with that.
1: <laughs> and I will say right now, I don't know much about electronics, but I'm pretty sure that whatever they did
3: wasn't it. <laughs> Oh, you're saying that uh, blue and yellow beams that just go along the wall aren't normal
1: Well, then, appliances? because he cuts it, and then there's wires inside of it, which mm-hmm. means that that glow... I don't,
2: where, I don't know where
1: that glow is coming from. It's just a normal, like, wire panel.
2: Once again, I am going to ask, have either of you ever been on a space station? No. I, you're going to
1: get me with that every single time.
2: <laughs> Leave the space stationing to the space stationers.
1: I... <laughs> And leave America for the Americans.
2: <laughs> and leave science for the scientists.
1: Thank you. Uh, oh, you mean like the Pope? Yep. Okay. <laughs> he was a chemist. He was. Uh, so this just led me to my thing, though, because they like whip uh, the Fatal Fluffy with the, the electric wire, and then he turns around and thinks the other Fatal Fluffy whipped him, and which uh-huh. they start fighting, at which point the dreadnoughts start rolling around, and there's a huge brawl that happens. And I guess... My biggest question of this scene is, who's dumber, a Dreadnought or a Fatal Fluffy? If you had something important, you needed to like take, if you had a dog that needed to be fed for a week, do you ask a Dreadnought to do it or a Fatal Fluffy? I would ask
2: a Dreadnought dreadnock because I would be afla- afraid the Fatal Fluffy, I can't talk anymore, <laughs> the Fatal Fluffies would eat the dog. Okay. I'm I afraid mean, the Dreadnoughts would eat the dog.
3: <laughs> I'm afraid the Dreadnoughts would drive their four-wheeler over them. Just in the house, just just driving up the walls for no good reason.
2: I will say that when he whipped that one Fatal Fluffy with the electricity, that mm. was when I go, oh, please let this be the thing that turns them back into the babies. <laughs> it's not
1: happening in
3: yet.
2: I thought maybe it was electricity, and all of a sudden he was going to turn into a little, a little cute little goober. Uh,
3: Gina, don't you know that if you whip someone with uh, electrical live wire, they will lose their memory of the last 15 seconds? That's how science works. He won't even remember his name no. after that Which- jolt.
2: Which raises the point Do they have names? They must Who named That them? one's name Did was Fred name
3: No, one? I'm pretty sure his name was Toby <laughs> Oh, that's a very good reference, Chan Boom, yeah 70s TV, like a motherfucker that's, <laughs> Wow That's what people you. come Guys, to Guys, in case you didn't get it for. That
2: was a Roots reference
3: <laughs> LeVar Burton, everybody <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, I, I thought you meant uh,
1: uh, Questlove my bad. That was my mistake. It's all good. So let's error. get off the space station because I don't want to think about those electronics anymore. <laughs> and we just get this kind of unnecessary like setup for the third episode because we need a reason why it's the rendezvous in the city of the dead. So here's a scene no. where R- Roadblock sets up Ricondo and Airtight and says, hey guys, let's go to the city of the dead. And then he starts a big old rhyme because he starts a limerick and gets like three rhymes in and then completely changes it. And like <laughs> he just jacks it up. <laughs> he constantly does that. There's got to be retaliation or we have to fight the nation. So if we boom, we can zoom. It's like, wait a minute.
2: I <laughs> feel like i come bl- up with a fourth Asian. I feel like I must have blacked out during this scene because I have no memory <laughs> of it.
1: Uh, it's the least important scene. <laughs> it only is there to remi- to have a title for this episode. And I tell us where we're going next episode. I did have an issue with this specific scene
3: because it was like, "Hey, what's up with doing the math, faggot?" <laughs> like they're just—he's rechecking computations for their fuel usage, which means he's trying to keep them from not crashing in the fucking Andes. Oh right. And he's like, "Hey, stop doing your dumb nerd stuff." <laughs> I remember the this like, scene.
2: Jesus Christ! Well, okay, I remember this scene. Is it? it, it I, I am not familiar with these characters. Yes, but the, sure. does the one dude have uh, weed leaves on his helmet? And is he constantly stoned? He's
1: const- this is my question. I was going to ask: Is Ricondo constantly stoned? Yes, I,
3: I looked it up because I was concerned that it was racist because it looked like uh, like, a, like a, he looked kind of Hispanic. So I was like, "Holy shit! Are they going with like the the Mexicans are lazy thing?" Uh, <laughs> It turns out he's, like, from Ohio or something like that, so it's probably our Are Ohioans lazy? Uh, <laughs> but, yes. yeah, uh, they do make reference to him always having a zen attitude, which <laughs> I believe in the 80s was code for, for uh, yeah. uh, a weed smoker. Well, now, in a lot of... G-
1: uh, anyway, anyway, hold on, Oh, you got, the, you got the thing for me? 9.2 times 5.0.
2: You! Button your lip and fly the ship. And you, on your toes or I'll mash your nose. You two dingbats never
1: headed a mission before. Well, that's why Admiral Ledger put me in charge. So shape up now or
3: this goes pow. Shape up now or, or this, this goes, goes pow. Goes pow. He's, he's shaking his fist uh-huh. in case you couldn't get Guys, it. Uh-huh. what's
1: 9.2 times 5.0? Because <laughs> I wrote it down. Because I actually had to think about it. Uh, 46. It's 46. Yeah, mm. <laughs> That's the computation he was struggling with. Oh, yeah. Airtight the nerd. <laughs> <Couldn't>, <laughs> because a lot of these G.I. Joe things, they're broken down basically into two-man teams. You've got Alpine and Bazooka. You've mm. got Snake Eyes and Shipwreck. Uh-huh. And they, they constantly team together episode by episode. Right. Airtight and Rakondo is like one of those power teams. And this is our first introduction to them. The idea being Airtight is a nerd and Rakondo is a stoned motherfucker.
2: <laughs> I feel like because Airtight needs some maybe like ADD meds or something
0: or he's like, just he's like smoke he, he has like ADHD
2: down. yeah so Assuredly. that's why they paired them together because they were like oh man this one guy is super stone this other guy is super hyped <laughs> Let's pair them together and see if maybe they'll share their drugs with each other. I think you just
1: explained the subconscious reason why Airtight was always one of my favorite characters in the show
2: because
1: I identified with him as a child of ADHD in the 80s. That's very exciting. Uh, But I would like to say, uh, shame on you, Chan. That speech from Roadblock was motivating. Was it? It was, or this goes pow. (laughs) I, I will would beat you into a pulp if you don't do your
3: if job. If I was
2: actually a soldier, I would respond like, excuse me, I respond better to positive reinforcement <laughs> than negative reinforcement. So thank you very much, but no thank you.
3: <laughs>
1: Why don't you find the right man for
2: the job, <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: Roadblock? Wow. Uh, here's the deal. Roadblock was a mountain of a man, and he rhymed, and he knew how to cook southern food.
2: Okay. Uh, I mean, Whatever he
1: tells me to do, I just do it. He's basically Sir Mix-a-Lot. Well, yeah. he cannot lie. He certainly cannot. <laughs> So, so that completely unnecessary and frivolous scene, perp, only to introduce those characters, uh, leads us to maybe the most surreal scene of the entire uh, episode. Mm-hmm. I have to believe Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom had come out kind of sometime around this, either right before, right after, right around, because we get the mine car scene, everybody.
2: Oh, right, right, right. right, right.
1: Because for some reason, there
3: is a human-powered hand car on the tracks. As there would be. <laughs> Uh, Which also had a motor in it just, you know, Uh because they're not low tech or anything like that. Uh, but the motor only works for 30 seconds at a time before smoking <laughs> out exploding.
1: Well, that's because so. it was left over from when they were first building the tunnels before the technology improved. Uh-huh. You gotta have a pump wagon like that's just classic literature right there, isn't this it? This
2: is also like the third or fourth time in the episode that Polly saves the day, by the way. <laughs> Polly <laughs>
1: kicks another dude's ass yeah. on the car.
2: I think he is like he is the MVP of this episode. And all he is Wait, getting the is most, straight sass.
1: The most valuable parrot?
2: Yep. Yes,
3: wow. he is.
1: <laughs> Should have a mug made. <laughs> I just like Polly body count on this episode because he kills straight up murders like three people.
2: I I just like I like how much he he sasses and his sass back because at one point they're going to die and he goes save Polly guys. I'll join I like, Cobra. I like his sass.
3: So are are both Polly and shipwreck.
1: Full on flaming homosexuals.
2: Oh. Shipwreck
1: gets all the ladies, sir. We've we've argued about this before. Gung Ho, <laughs> I have no doubt in my mind, is 100% gay. Well, no,
3: but Shipwreck is a ladies' I man. I feel he's like Holly's getting the parrot gay. pussy.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: uh,
3: I don't know that that's a. I mean, they lay eggs, right? There's not I, a lot I of. I mean,
2: there's got to be something. I have in no there.
1: response to that whatsoever. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to pull it back to uh, Shipwreck needs to do something. So he's like, Timber, take the pump wagon.
2: Right. And, and then the t- he stands up on his hind legs and sure. starts using his Just two front paws. Knows how to sure. do it.
1: Like a dog does. <laughs> and then Shipwreck's about to fall overboard. Timber's like, not pumping. Grab him. Yep. Yeah. Mv MVT? MVW. Yeah. Most valuable wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they, uh, the Cobra guys are chasing after them at this point as their angry mob forms and th- thrust their hands <laughs> in the air at the back of the cave. <laughs> Robba, 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 maybe Robba. the best animated sequence uh, <laughs> of all time. Uh, they grab two track reptiles, uh-huh. which are giant dicks, right? Wait, Am I what? the only one thinking that like the Cobra head looks like the head of a penis? And that the two Wait, is that was there a name for that? That thing? they could get the track reptiles. I missed that. Wow! And they had, did they, they sell
3: those as toys? No.
1: Oh. Much like the water robots, one time only use. Oh,
3: why Be- didn't they have? Dude.
2: Because they were giant dicks.
3: No, if they could have had it. A, that's not a problem in the 80s. We, we yes, don't, we, we ignore anything. Everything
2: any... looked like penises in the 80s. Yeah,
3: there's so much latent homosexuality that just, just got ignored. But also, like, a G.I. Joe toys on train tracks, combining two great toy franchises. Yeah. It's like a Reese's Peanut been. Butter Cup of Entertainment. Oh. Yeah. oh, hells yeah. I've been all over that. So
2: Copyright.
1: Copyright, we got
2: that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> maybe they TM. Did, Maybe they didn't do it because the
1: Joes never had any awesome trains. It was only the Cobras. Yeah, Cobras got the cool vehicles, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they offer him ten thousand gold fang shillings, as we've discussed mm-hmm. earlier. My yes. question about that: yeah. How much is that worth in U.S. dollars?
2: I would say about a thousand U.S. dollars. A thousand dollars—that's
1: not really I, a great bonus,
2: but it's still like you—you're not—you don't really have to do that much work. You're already chasing you're them. Already trying to you kill them. You just have yeah. to be the first one that touches them.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this a game of tag? Is that? What I you're mean, doing I
2: think it's like it's football? along the same lines.
3: Okay, that makes sense.
2: Although I think that those two guys died, <laughs> since they had the, they had rocket packs on their back.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Like I said, Polly straight up murders them. Yeah,
2: I think they both end up getting (laughs) killed. They
1: drive away in the pump wagon. There's just his lifeless body slumped in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Polly, you devil. Uh, So Shipwreck shoots the rigging out from the above grating system. Yeah. The steel beams, rides it up to an exit, and they pop up into Enterprise City. They pop up into a toilet. (laughs) A toilet. From a sewer to a toilet.
3: They
2: clearly hate. Look
3: at those people and Bars. They're
2: classist right oh now. Oh my god. There's so much classism in the Oh, this they're episode. listening to
3: music. Disgusting. <laughs> they have crazy
2: colored hair. Ugh,
3: the worst. There's
2: some street artists in there.
3: Honestly, this it looked like the neighborhoods of every one of my friends. <laughs> like everybody I know in Los Angeles lives in an area like that. I'm like, that's no- that's normal. Those people are normal. You're the fucking. Also, weirdos. none
2: of them were doing Anything weird. Like, no, I, like they, it's not like they were out. shooting up heroin. They were just standing, waiting for trains. We're standing and
1: talking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Standing in an alley outside a bar, probably having a cigarette. Ugh. What a toilet. Oh, commoners. What are we even protecting?
2: Ugh.
1: <laughs> uh, public, then, but then, public
2: transportation is only taken by the lowest of the low.
1: <laughs> and Cobra. Yeah. But then Cartoon Spy has got a beat on them. I have oh, no yeah. idea. I have I know who all these people are, right and left. I have no idea who that dude is whatsoever. He's probably a one timer.
3: <laughs>
2: he <laughs> looks like someone from uh Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. He is. <laughs> <laughs> We've got them in our sights.
3: Max Maroon could be in New Zealand. <laughs> also he calls it the civilian sector. I'm curious if that means that like They just consider everything that's not Cobra or G.I. Joe territory like civilian sectors or if like all of Enterprise City is actually owned by the twins.
2: Yeah, I was wondering that, too. Like, is it the civilian sector of like Cobra? Because they must have wives and girlfriends and family that live somewhere. It's like when you go to Disneyland and all the employees live in that little town.
3: No, I, I did not know about. Oh yeah,
2: employees. they have a town with all the Disney employees, and they have like a code of conduct for the town.
3: The, they like they like they it's go like home. Wives. Like 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 the yeah. old uh, uh, Manhattan Project, where like their families were in a place because they had to keep it <laughs> top secret. And
2: well, it's like because a lot of them that work there are students who are who are doing some sort of Disney program, so they give them free housing. In a Disney town. Like in Hold Disney the
3: fuck town. up, because this is sounding way more like Scientology than i had ever had any inkling of. Are you saying that Disney is like a cult? Because all of the words that are coming out of your mouth...
2: But it's a fun cult. Cause it's the happiest place on Disney. earth. Every cult is fun at the beginning. But they, but they do have, like, you're not allowed to, like, do drugs in the town. and like, That sounds like a cult. That's like...
1: And cut off yourself off from your family. Mm-hmm. Also, you're worthless and only find value in Disney. Hold on to these cans. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you how much Disney energy you have in you.
3: <laughs> I'm going to look. I'm going to research it. Research it. That is I disturbing. had a friend in college
2: who went he loved it.
3: Really? He is loved
2: the clean town, uh-huh. the clean, wholesome town of Disney.
3: Does he still work for Disney?
2: I, this was in college, so he he might very well. But he he took a semester off to like... Or did a semester studying with Disney? Whatever you do, mm.
3: and now he's like a, a, a and now a le- he's a robot. The he's last time level I three,
2: saw him, he he had been he's, lobotomized He's a level
1: three guest on.
3: Yep,
2: <laughs>
1: he, he's now in the Hall of Presidents
3: animatronic.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's Jefferson. <laughs> Very exciting. Uh, so so they escape into the civilian section. And guys, I think you're missing the entire jump right there. I believe in the writer's room, somebody said, hey, did you know that the military refers to regular people as civilians? <laughs> we can work that in, right? Our deep knowledge well, show of military knowledge. protocol. <laughs> the,
2: one, the one guy they hired to consult, that was his job this week. The military <laughs> consultant? Yeah. Uh,
1: they're called civilians? I don't know if you can use that. I'm just... There it is.
2: Ooh, sandwiches.
1: <laughs> Which gets us to the final scene. Uh, Lady J and Flint... Have uh, their planes have been shot out of the air. They jump out of their helicopter or the planes. They they parachute down and somehow land on the ground and start running as the planes are crashing behind them. Sure. That's the fastest yeah. parachute drop in the history of humanity. I mean, or the slowest to do
2: plane drop. That's I mean. true.
1: And they're all excited. Like the planes crashing behind them. They're just like, yo, Joe, we got them. <laughs> like, no concern for the taxpayer. <laughs>
2: I mean, they, they already waste large amounts of money. And their entire headquarters was destroyed last episode. So at yeah. this point, they're just piling it on.
1: Mm-hmm. Just unfunded.
3: Yeah. We fought Cobra on a credit card bush. I did notice and I wrote it down. I don't know if it's weird or just it just stuck out to me that like everybody has like a sort of one-word name and it just seems weird that Lady J has to be called Lady J every time. Like Flint, who obviously they're fucking, he can't be bothered to just call her J at some point or like Red She's like, or hey, like Hey,
2: don't like, you forget, I'm a lady. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, how hey, J, you know? Call me Lady
1: J. But can I just call me Lady J? Well, of the three main women in the GI Joe force, you've got Lady J, mm-hmm. you've got Scarlet who mm-hmm. has red hair, and you have mm-hmm. Cover Girl.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> just so you know, I feel like Lady J is is the nick is like the shortened version of Ladybird Johnson.
3: Oh, okay. So she was <laughs> so married she's... to Lyndon Johnson, and what just rejuvenated somehow? Yeah. Or? Yes. Okay. This
2: is this is Lyndon Johnson's wife. <laughs> she went to <laughs> the insurrection planet from
1: Star Trek. <laughs> right. Got her done up. So um, Lady J comes up with the absolute worst plan of attack, maybe Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. Destro's got the cubes down there. She's like, hey, we've got this position. We've got an aim on him. I'm just going to wildly throw a spear in his general direction.
2: It was pretty badass though Because it was an exploding spear Her yep. her aim was pretty good I don't mm-hmm. think she wanted to kill him
1: mm-hmm. well, She missed him completely And he just rolled out of the way And immediately opened fire on them
2: Well I think she was just like I think she was trying to maybe stun him Or wound him
1: Or just just break up the whole uh, cube settling
2: Yeah but, but, but he wasn't even
1: like He didn't even know they were there They could have snuck up behind him And just like punched him a couple of times But then right? she
2: wouldn't have gotten to use her new toys Okay
1: fair enough Yeah, yeah. So right. Destro shoots them down And I just wrote down here Because I couldn't help myself uh Lady Jay and Flint fall into the goo. Does that mean it's two in the pink?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Thanks everybody. Oh yeah. Good night. But my womb juice discussion made you uncomfortable. Disappointing.
3: Somehow. Somehow. All of you people, I don't I quit this podcast.
1: I'm disappointing myself right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So they all so they're in it. It seems fine. Like they're just sort of treading water, treading womb juice, uh-huh. treading and, lava. And then Lady J immediately like loses her shit.
2: Flint, you've got to help me. May- I, I was oh very, God. very disappointed <laughs> at this part.
1: The first sign of any kind of pushback, and Lady J loses her shit and needs Flint to help her. Right, I right. Mean, once the hair gets wet, it's all over. You know I mean? <laughs> and then they they, they succumb. They yeah. fall into the... Yeah. And I think that the rest they're of going
2: to emerge looking youthful, with <laughs> tightened skin. It's like the placenta facials that they give to ladies.
3: I mean, yeah. It's, this is, is, is that a thing?
2: Uh, yeah. Oh,
1: no. This is a volcanic spa <laughs> is what this is. Yeah. And that's the end, that's the end of the episode. That's right. how it, that's how it, that's our that's our cliffhanger, folks. Is that they've been Ooh. submersed in four foot of pink stuff?
2: Right. So, in case you're curious about whether or not this episode passed the Bechdel <laughs> test, yes, I'd like to know. It did not. It did not. What? That's two for two because only Lady J was in this episode. That's, there was yeah. not Wait a, a minute, second what, what, no female. Woman. What happened to Scarlett? She was on the ship. There were no, no other ladies in this just, episode.
1: Just Duke. Just Duke.
2: <laughs> unless the unless one of the fatal fluffies is a lady and oh. they just don't...
1: Don't be specious.
3: Right, you well, don't, yeah, you don't know. know talking. I mean, t- at least they're... I don't even know. I mean, because most of her talking was flirting with uh, Flint. Well, you I'd need, a, you need, need a
2: second lady no matter what to pass sure, the Bechdel sure. test. So that's over 2 right <sighs> now.
1: Yeah. It's very disappointing. Huh? yeah. Yeah. I, I think we're going to get one eventually, and it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I'm going to be celebrating it. I'm going to get balloons. I'm going to come in. I'm going to be a streamer.
2: On that day, no. we will have pink cupcakes.
1: We do.
3: <laughs> we do need to. Uh, we need to bet on what number it is before th- an episode passes the Bechdel test. There's what, like eighty five episodes. There's Eighty five total.
2: I'm going to say episode. I'm going to say it's not going to happen in these first five episodes. So I'm going to go with episode nine.
1: Okay. I actually like there's a one specific episode I remember, but I have no idea where it fits in the series, and I swear to God my memory says it's going to pass the Bechtel test. Okay. So, I don't remember where it is in the series. I'm going to say it happens around its first season, around episode 30, uh, around episode 45 when they started running out of ideas.
2: Oh, I, g- I gave them a lot more credit thing. than you did.
3: See, I gave no credit at all. <laughs> I was thinking at first that we would have to wait until the later seasons when we actually get Covergirl and right. there are three uh, Joes, female Joes, and maybe accidentally some of them will end up on a thing together. But also, I remembered that one episode we watched randomly where they. Traveled back in time to Greece. Yes, I'm like okay. At this.
1: some point, yeah, neither did I. It's <laughs> batshit insane. It was. Uh, I'll just put. I'll just pull back the curtain. That was the tester to show an episode of Chan to see if he could handle it. I barely was. <laughs> he barely hung on. Um, I
3: I feel like there's going to be an episode where there's a civilian and uh, yeah. one of them talks to the lady. So I feel like it's going to be. I was originally going to say something like 60 uh, something. But I think I'm going to go with
1: 22.
2: Oh, and, and I I, I'm lowballing it on this one. Zartan.
1: Oh, Zartan has a sister named Zarana who appears in I believe season two, and there could be a chance her and the Baroness have some sort of like classist conversation that happens. So it could be the bad guys. Okay. I think who that make it's us going to, to be
2: the Baroness and Lady J doing some trash talking. Okay,
1: oh. but they can't be talking about their men,
2: right? But I think it'll. I think it'll be. It'll be like you got nothing, and so, good enough. Uh, okay, to that to that extent yeah
1: I like it that's solid All these are all solid uh, mm-hmm. guesses we'll see mm-hmm. I guess we'll see but uh, that's gonna ra- so the next episode is episode 3 we're finally gonna get to the city of the dead so we can rendezvous there but it's but
2: Goodness. this next episode isn't called the it, city we'll it will <laughs> not be called
1: that at all no it's <laughs> called it like Fred 62 that's what <laughs> it right. it'll be called getting ready for frozen fudgies <laughs> in episode 4 <laughs> oh gracious but uh, that's gonna end the episode right here so check out the mini episode that's gonna be coming up next which is gonna talk about know your joe because mm-hmm. you gotta know your Joes, everybody. You gotta sure. learn who these people are. There's ten thousand of them.
2: I still don't know any of them.
1: Gotta learn, <laughs> learn them all. I think you've got general ideas though. I I know you see somebody you're like this one's stupid.
2: I can I, I know their physical descriptions.
1: Uh, in any case, let's do some contact information here, everybody. Uh, of course you can check us out. We're knowing Is half the podcast at gmail.com or check us out Facebook.com slash knowing half the podcast or knowing as half wow. As well as check us out individually on Twitter because I'm at Almighty Ray.
3: I'm at nine hundred and ninety nine RPMs. And
2: I'm at Gina Ippy.
3: Also,
1: I have a podcast called The Science Jerks. You sure
2: so do.
3: Look
1: for that. Yep. And I also have one called Raisin Brent, the Raisin Brent sports comedy podcast. So if you want to get even more masculine than G.I. Joe and talk about sports ball, you should come on and join that as well. Mm-hmm. Gina, what would you like to plug?
3: My butt. I can help you with that. <laughs> I have a, a an array. I AdamandEve.com is always <laughs> up on my. Uh, can we can we get
2: sponsored by Adam and Eve? Is that I a thing sure hope
3: so at this, this point because we've just uh, done like, them a mixing, solid.
2: Mixing sex toys and cartoons <laughs> since two thousand fifteen.
3: I'm pretty sure that the Venn diagram of that is not
1: too far off either. <laughs> I'm not going to lie; that's our jump off point.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: We're not we're not beating that. Yeah.
1: So good night, everybody. <laughs>
0: the host of breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy, you got to sink this putt to win, or I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics on breakfast with Brent Pope. I sit down with guests from the entertainment world, working actors, comedians, writers, stunt people. You get it. And we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week is a new episode of breakfast. And here's what you get. Inside Hollywood info, like how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in, it's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.